Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. One more thing. 157, Domino Cellini, wrapping things up. Chuck and Turnoff and Dan Matthews all in studio with us right now. But first and foremost... One More Thing brought to you by Oxendine Law. You can't take one more thing at home. OXLawFirm.com. That's the place to go. Pull around the room, other side of the glass. If you'd like to turn your microphones on, I would love to hear from you as well. I will ask you, pitch clock, baseball, yes or no? Nick Cellini. I'm going to say yes. Chuck Oliver, How pitch long? clock. 14 seconds, nobody on base. 19 seconds, sure. somebody on base. Uh, Matt Chernoff. Yeah, let's keep it moving. All right. Dan, anybody on the other side of the glass want to chime in? Can I ask you a question? Couple? Yeah. Can we have a batting glove? Uh... Clock? Nelmar would have never like when made you it. step out and you have to undo both batting gloves and then There's, step back in. There really is no reason the for you to get out that? of the batter's box. Pitch clock, yes or no, other side of the glass. Oh, yeah. You want to no. pitch clock? But the batter has to be ready. Yeah. Banning the shift. Nick Cellini. Oh, um, I'm going to say yes. I mean, for years you couldn't play his own defense in the NBA, so yeah. When, you, when the ball is released from the mound, you have to have two fielders on this side and two fielders, and they have to be standing so on you dirt. you say yes to banning the shift? Hell yes. Matt Chernoff. I say no. Try to hit against it. It's and strategy. Matthews. Yeah, go for it. Strategy, yeah. Other side of the glass. Yes. Yeah. No. All right. Can I tell you my, my Everyone my, that said no, you're wrong. My simple reasoning <laughs> that goes to so many things in baseball right now, and sports in somewhat, is science. games are supposed to be fun. Science and math are the opposite of fun. And that's what launch angle and exit velo and the spray chart, all of that ish makes the game less fun. I'm going to go back to what we said to Dale Murphy, and I'm sorry. Make them seven-inning games. You can't ban the shift. You can't tell me how I can and I cannot totally win a agree. game. got to face three batters minimum. You can't tell me how I can win or lose a game. you got a problem with the you, time. you have to have certain seven guys on the line of scrimmage. But to Nicholas's point you on the zone. You can't just line up all your football players wherever the hell you want. That, if somebody that plays is, a zone in basketball, you know what you do? You try to come up with a game plan. A shooter, shoot over it. Do different things. Try to find gaps in the zone. Guess what? You're allowed to hit the other way. It's like it's a strategy. Chuck, I can also say that maybe I'm extreme. I don't care what kind of gas you put into your NASCAR. I don't care if you got three tires. I don't care if you got a button that turbos you around. I don't care about any of those things. You're either win or you lose. What kind of clubs you want in your bag? I don't know. You want 48 clubs in your bag? Put 48 clubs in your bag. Let your caddy drag his ass around with it. I don't care about any of that stuff. But you can't tell me how I can and cannot win a win, win an athletic event. You just can't. He's, he's telling I'm not sure. asking for He's right. Or you play against nine. Well, next thing you can't throw over 95. It's too fast. Well, it's, we've got to figure out another strategy. Ban it. No, you got to come up with a strategy. Seven inning games. To combat it. I, I know this sounds terrible. If if the problem, 14 we rain, seconds. We rein in managers and coaches' decisions on literally every single page of the rule so, book. hold on. But let's get to the core of this. We're saying that games are too long, correct? Always. Yes. Right. Make That's them seven innings. Just make them seven innings. I would agree the problem you're going to run into, and you know what it is. It's the revenue for innings and breaks and game time and TV. They would never go back on that. But would oh, I agree I, I, got sure. a, I got a way to make you more money. We're going to put a patch. We're going to superimpose things on the field. We'll never lose a dollar in my world. I think they'll play do both those things, game. though. Like, I think they'll get that, what you're talking about anyway, with the nine innings. But nine innings doesn't make sense anymore. Well, you're you're, not you're wrong. changing the game because of a clock that doesn't exist. Make it a seven-inning game. 
Well, you're changing the game in that regard as well. The seven-inning game, unless it's softball, doesn't exist. Plus, you're, the Players Association will lose their mind because you're knocking jobs out at that point. Closers and middle relievers. Oh, no, they'll love mind. it. They love the seven-inning games. I got paid for working nine yeah, innings, but, but I only have to work seven. You're not going to use as many of them going forward. Teams well, then, are going to cut then, down on spending. Then the 25-man or 26-man, it might go back down to 25 mm-hmm. if you get seven-inning games. Yeah, that ain't good. Okay, but it doesn't matter. what, what ch- Everybody's got a chip in this whole thing. Nick, my only point is, I know there aren't. Well, they do play seven inning games. It's called Little League, and mm-hmm. it's called some uh, some double headers. Yeah, exactly. And so you complained about that. You've bastardized the game already in ninety four different ways. True, but you can't tell me you you're going to tell me how I can win and lose. It's a time thing. So take out the biggest problem when it comes to it being a time thing. Less innings. How do you feel about the bigger bases? I don't even know what that means. Me is this either. the is this the first out. is this the first base thing outside? Like the on both foul sides, lines. see if someone to put your foot. No, in no, no. <laughs> you can't do it at third base. It's not even possible. But you could do it at first. They're, they want bigger bags because they want guys to have more ability to hit a part sure. of the bag to make the game whatever they think it's going to be. Does it increase stolen bases? Does it? Does it take an injury? You're not even allowed to go hard in it anymore. So what's someone, the difference? Someone did the research on it. If you increase the bag, I was reading an article about this. If Good you increase you the reading. thank you, f off. Anyways, the point was you could have 6 to 7% more stolen bases than we've had in the past 10 years. Right. The base is going to be 4 feet by 4 feet. <laughs> awesome. Who's doing the math on this? Feet high. It's going to look like what you land on after a pole vault. All yeah. right? You just anywhere Good. near there. But I do think it's funny when people get so bothered about rule changes. and what They made these things up years ago. They make any of this stuff up as they go, as long as they agree. And what's yeah, the yeah, difference? Like they go to seven, get Lower four mounds. They used it. to have, uh, what was the what World Series? was nine games. We played day games. We we had night games. Things change. I mean, no, nobody wants to see change. It happens. What uh, was this pay-for-play deal that you teased before? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'll probably just ask tomorrow, maybe on the air. i got to figure out how. I, I was offered, you talked about with the leaves, just get somebody, you know, pay to have somebody pick up the leaves. Mm-hmm. I'm capable. My wife's capable. I don't know. I, if if it was somebody, I too, I, I'm lazy. But if it was somebody I knew mm-hmm. that wanted to do it, so then it came up to me. That it's it's almost mulch day, and it's one of the reasons I want to get out of a house. Don't you have a daughter? He has two. Who got leaves falling in March? Yeah. They've been sitting there a while. No, they're 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 done now. I mean, we had whatever kind of tree it was that was still spitting out leaves. It goes back to why he was hanging out at the station yesterday. What? I st- wasn't hanging out. I was doing work. I went home and I had to do more work. Now the good news is I got a shower beer out of it when I was all said and done. Oh, mm-hmm. So I picked up leaves. I bagged up some leaves. My point is, that's your back. It's funny you should say that because I looked at my wife and said I shouldn't be doing this. No, job. you shouldn't. There shouldn't be 210 no. times where I'm bending down picking up something. You have, you have a heart condition. There's got to be a 14 year old in the neighborhood who could come by with a bag and do this. I'd rather pay somebody that I know. So here's the point. I, it's mulch day. Mulch day is coming. It's 80 bags of mulch. It's why I want to move. More than anything else, it's mulch day. So they drop off 80 bags? No, no, no. I go get them. And then I dump them off the truck. I dump them around the beds. And then I open it up and I put... (laughs) Are you making up But I used to be able to do this. I swear to God. I'm telling you... Some people enjoy it, I suppose. Yes, I I did. I put my headsets on. The problem is in the last couple of years... I shouldn't be taking 80 bags of mulch off a truck. No. Throwing it someplace. And then I shouldn't be emptying it. The point is, you it comes back to bench three. Just go pour some concrete. You don't need to do that. Four hundred, four hundred. You don't need to bench four hundred either. One, I weighed one ninety two. Why don't you lay out some asphalt as well? Like <laughs> so that. the point is, <laughs> you're gonna work concrete a few weeks. I was offered the services. <laughs> I think hammer. of somebody who said my kid is looking to make money. My problem is, mm-hmm. 
Is he the first one I'm supposed to go to? Yes, I, they're dead leaves. He can't have it up. This is right. not the, the mulch. Dead it's the mulch. Leaves. The mulch thing too. I mean, how hard is He'll it to spread fine. mulch? Show He's me, a high school kid. Show me a true video. He'll be fine. You train my dog to do that. He'll be fine. What are you, what's the price? You guys are missing a point. Here's what you should I don't pay know this. Four dollars an hour. I don't care who he is. You'll be fine. You you can sit by him in a chair, drink a beer, and tell him what yeah. to do. I That's know right. him, I know it. him as a Mr. Domino. I, I, but am I? Here's the real. Well, am right. I supposed to ask my daughter's boyfriend? Does he want to make the money first? No, because then you put him in a. He bad may spot. feel obligated. You're, yeah. yeah, you're crossing streams. No, there. you don't. You don't have to pay me, Mr. Domino. Exactly. Just it's, have it's this. More, if this kid, the, so the parent volunteered this. Just kid. knock when you come upstairs. Why? Everybody was thinking it. Why did you have to say it? I wasn't thinking it. I was just saying it's more control if you, if you do it this way. Because if you're forceful in the least with them, it's, oh, I don't want that again. I don't want my girlfriend's dad being upset with me. So there is I, control. I think you go the other way. I think you release it. This is about you not trusting someone else to do not that. Am I supposed to offer my daughter, the, my daughter's no, boyfriend no. the first no. chance to make money on this? your daughter. No. I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm a relationship, like, uh, sort of yeah, high I mean, school, sort of. Correct. Not no, like, no. yeah. The, the other kid. Not I mean, in a transactional okay. way. It's not right. personal. It's business. Right. Fair. You're fine. Two hours worth of work. How much? 50 bucks. No, high school kid? No, more than that. You think so? You got to give him a Franklin. Whoa. $2 a bag. 50 bucks is fine. 50 it's le- bucks it's less than two hours. For two hours of this work in 2022. What do you want to pay him? Was he going to go see Jefferson Starship with the money? Oh, my God. <laughs> Boy, the judgmentalness. I don't know. Do you see how much gas? Like, that'll buy, like, nine gallons of gas, to me. Do you know what a, what a babysitter? He has, to, he has to do nothing but literally open up a bag of mulch 50 bucks. where it is. Right. Well, then you do it. Do you know what a babysitter costs an hour? Roughly about 15 bucks an hour. You're fine. You're good. Exactly. You're doing I don't know. fine. 50 bucks is fine. For You're less good. than two hours. Yeah. Maybe if you like the job he does, you throw him an extra 10 spot. Yeah, and I feed him. Give right. him a gift card of some sort. I tell him, hey, drink out of the hose. Right. We're old school around here. I'll do it for here. 75. <laughs> oh, I, I'll chip in if he's going to do it. Please, please get our social media director yeah, there if I you're going to do this. Give me 100 bucks, the last I'll time, do it. When was the last time you did, this is not hard labor. Nobody's breaking rocks on the side of the road. When was the last time you did that type of labor? Where you have to pick up 80 bags of mulch, Hold on. toss them off a May pickup truck. 2000. I was going to say Reagan was in the White House. I'm not buying this 2000 No, stuff. I built an elevated uh, built. I put together an elevated flower bed at the house I lived out near Brookwood. Could you? I'm asking. Could I spread mulch? No, no, no. Could you take 80 bags of mulch off of a truck, toss it to where it's sort of kind of big? Oh, you know, I'm going to pay somebody else 50 to do it. Okay. Well, I could do it. I just don't want to What did you think? It. I'm actually going to show up? No, I'm subletting. Once you guys got well off, you stopped doing this stuff. Give me 75. It'll, it'll I'm get not done. Well off. Here's the other problem, though. What too? happened to being a man of That's the land? Right. A gentleman farmer. Yes. Like me. No, no, no interest. Yeah, I was never a gentleman. <laughs> I'm, or looking, a farmer. I'm looking at the margin here. I'm making 33%. Hold on. Look around the room. Who, has a, who owns a lawnmower? I own I got one. a lawnmower. When was the last time you used it? I used it. Two years ago. I cut my lawn. It's, yeah. it's Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. I put on my headsets. It's, again, it's an hour of escape. Okay. Nobody bothers me. Well, your life must be miserable if that's the escape. Nobody bothers me. No. Yeah, it's been. Oh, boy. I've had one sitting in the basement for about six now, years. Now, I don't chemical it's my lawn. your mother-in-law. I don't do anything else. Like, I don't seed it. Right. I don't yeah, thatch it. I don't no, do anything. It's been a good eight years since yeah. I've cut my grass. Back to what Hoyt said, though, about the payment. You Stop say talking. two hours. It, it's it's going to be longer than that. It's not. I've done it in two hours. I'm 59 years old. I did it last year at 58 in two hours. Say that. It ta- if, it takes, if it takes a 16-year-old longer than it took a 58-year-old guy, the system is all screwy. He's an athlete on top of that. You oh, you're that. good. 
All right, give him 75 bucks. No, no, no. Why? What are you doing? Now you're working in on my hustle. Hey, seriously, why are you giving him 75? What's the right number? If he does it in under two hours, give him okay. 75 bucks. Give me 75. Come back in a couple hours. It'll be done. What if he wants to bring a buddy? He wants to try to, you know, kind of combo the work and get it done a little quicker. Hey, Mr. Domino, your wife's looking good today. Why is the kid from, like, the Bronx? Why? What, what the happened? Her name's Brooklyn. It used, to be, it used to be my daughter. Right. Now you've actually brought this character in to talk about my wife. Yeah, Brooklyn's mom has got it going on. What's wrong with you? Do you think high school... Yeah, I shouldn't even ask this. Never mind. No, you have to now. You're already in. Your foot's in. <laughs> There's probably a list somewhere. It might not be on paper, but mentally... Mm-hmm. High school kids talking about. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't let it turn into that Mark Wahlberg movie. What was it? Uh, fear? Fear? Yeah. Let's, yeah, don't let it go there. Carrie Alyssa Milano, your wife would be over that kid's shoulder walking yeah, out. Yeah, but kind of like, you know, from the street as he's pushing the lawnmower. That's a compliment. That's fine. Hey, Mrs. D, can I get a drink of water? <laughs> What's no. he going to slow motion take his shirt off while he's asking? <laughs> so hot out here. No, the it's water. Turned into every bad video of the yes. 80s. The water on the bottom shelf. <laughs> Lower, not too oh, low. Never mind. God. No, seriously, give the kid his daughter now. This give the kid seventy five bucks. Okay. Now, why do you keep taking money out of his pocket though? I'm a bad businessman. I, I negotiate against myself. <laughs> Jeez. Mm. I Listen, I'll you give you fifty. Wait, wait. Let me give you seventy five. <laughs> you know what just happened? Hey, let's just call it a buck like fifty. You've, here you you've already, you've so already you doubled your price. Stepped out of of plenty. We all have stepped out of plenty of these physical acts that we used to do. Moving. I ain't moving. I'm not moving one box the next time I move. I didn't the last time. I called Georgia Pack and Load. I ain't, we don't move anymore. They I've been pack th- it up for you. I've been thinking about mulch day for like seven. That's years. the term pack and load. No, but indeed. hang on. But who used to, what used to happen when you were late teens? Pizza and beer. People would call you. Pizza you and would beer. move other people's furniture. I helped him move. Exactly. I helped, yeah. him, and now, I was, I helped him move. I was that, right. You won't move your no. own. But you used to. Everybody was a normal thing when you're he 24. We are. We're helping him I move. made. I made a declaration. He gave 30. me pizza and beer. I didn't even. He didn't pay well, me. You, and you weren't smart enough. I Listen, you weren't smart enough. Another co-worker's wife made a ziti. Big Z. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you, don't, <laughs> you don't. You didn't make the declaration I made. At 30 years old, I declared to the world, I am not moving anybody. I can get my own pizza. And no, yeah, you're right. I moved. This the whole the, station, the whole radio career was there except for the bosses. We all, helped, we all helped Chris move that weekend. This is, this is a real thing. I moved in. I moved a buddy in six degrees, and I moved somebody in 101 degrees. I'm not saying it's an all-time record. But think about what that is. That's a 95-degree swing What's when worse? you live in New Jersey. It's got to be worse cold. being cold, yeah. Cold. No I bet doubt I was part it. of 25 moves during the decade I was 20s. I have not touched a box and won't do it. I, there are some things you can just you earn walking away from. Were I'm you just leaving everything behind. Were you guys there Next when we threw I the move. couch out the second-story window? Was that the, was that the move that you guys were there for? Was that so. that house indicator? <laughs> yeah, weren't you there when yeah. we opened up the big... Uh-huh. The mansion windows was, at the end of yeah, the hall? There was no way to get it down. So no, yeah. because we said, I'm not bringing this couch with me. I told awesome. my wife. My wife said, what are you talking about? Get it down the I stairs. I use that term a lot, but it was awesome We to threw see a couch, couch out a second-story window. If that place wasn't haunted, totally. I'm shocked, by the way. That was the scariest-looking yeah, place Oh, we're near the prison? No, no, no. It was a... Uh, it, what was, ha- you lived near the prison? Uh, this house wasn't that, though. I no, this, house, oh, this yeah, house was... It's like a colonial... They like, built... No, it was on the... You could see it on the... Like I'm you a can't touch this. Tour on the yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. now a preschool. It's uh, Padilla's preschool. Oh, you got to get permission to change it yeah. from the. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, got yeah. permission to change. They had it dumb waiters and whatnot. Yeah. It was like out of that. Uh, but the story is somebody came like to the see Shining. Me. Yes. <laughs> My wife was home 
your ex-wife was there with her. Oh, no. They were probably Shocking. drinking at 2 in the afternoon. Yeah, another shock. <laughs> okay. Somebody stops by and says, hey, can we go by every so often? <laughs> I think I started it, though. Um, there was a couple with a kid who came by, and they stopped. This is a God's honest truth. And they said, oh, we wanted to see the house. The house used to be the guy who lived there. There was like a uh, big wooden room that you would put. He made canes, like in the early 1900, canes, people who needed canes. The guy in the house made canes. Mm. So the people stopped and Quite said, the lucrative business. Have you, seen, have you seen the ghost yet? And that's all my wife. I'm telling you, yes. She, she, swear to God, oh, on my yeah. kids' eyes, a, a family stopped and said, "Have you seen the ghost?" That's yet? the candy man. And shows your ex-wife, up in the by the way, your ex-wife, yeah. she made it a fifty times worse thing because mm-hmm. she started with, oh, ghosts and seances and yeah. how many Again. she had seen and, right, please, Shocking. everybody go home. He did pretty well that time. You check swing. <laughs> Wasn't bad. Could have been worse. <laughs> you didn't swing. Just for the staring fences. at the third base coach. <laughs> Just. Really floored to hear that news. All right, very good. <laughs> what a segue. What's coming up on the uh, workshop oh, segment of this not program? Sure. Oh, you know what's happening? A little bit of that. <laughs> so wait a minute. Did you, so did you guys get to hear any of the uh, Georgia Tech-Georgia game on the radio station uh, oh, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. our Chris own Brand- was up here listening. Oh, he's working. I don't know why. Yeah. Our own Brandon Joseph and Chris Mooneyham were on the call. Was so close to having tape. Here's so the thing. Close. There were a couple of home run calls. And this is a true story that BJ had that literally in the middle of the cut went away. Do you know what I said? Mm. I think Mooneyham wished the signal dead. Here's that the he wasn't on the play-by-play for much. us, too. We've, we've found it. You'll hear it. You've got the call call? We've got it. And it it's an investigative report. Hold on. Was it, in, was it floating in the universe? Well, it's out. Chris, it's always in the cloud. Wherever the cloud heard is, that. it's always in <laughs> the cloud. Which is why, again, there's no such thing as delete. <laughs> exactly It right. doesn't take much to get us to, you know, motivated and excited. So this so is Mooney a project. So Mooneyham, did give up the play-by-play duties. He did. Which doesn't happen very often in that world. No, I, and there's got to be some sort of motivation for him. He wouldn't have just done that. You know, be the nice guy. No, they wanted to do it like the Braves do. You know, like somebody do the first four innings and you better switch move around. To go to the bathroom. Sometimes oh. you got to go. When you got to go, you got to go. Very good. All right. Very good is correct. Uh, Hoyt and Dan Matthews and uh, Derek Thomas and who else? So, yeah, Sean Nerney, last but certainly not least. Thank all of you for making this program possible. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. We're back tomorrow at 11. Domino Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. The 2 p.m. hour is presented by Roof and Ford. When your roof needs to be repaired or replaced, call the roofing company that supports Camp Sunshine. Together, we can roof it forward. A-R-A-C. Roof and Ford helps some kids in need. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Right about now. All right, we get rolling in our 2 o'clock hour, better known as the workshop hour. It's brought to you by Roof and Forward. I got a working roof. We're all very happy Charles has a working roof. We start with our headlines brought to you by Grease Monkey. Oil changes and more done fast, done right. Visit greasemonkeyauto.com for store locations and special offers. Charles, we offer a congratulations to start the show to the Little River Eagles winning the A bracket of the third grade boys championship last night. Hashtag title town. It lives on. 
the A bracket of the third grade tournament. 40 teams started. Boom. Guess who was left standing? Our boys. Go little Eagles. I found myself getting way too invested. It's now been one day since anyone it's been around one here. day since anybody around here won a championship. It's exactly right. World Series, National Championship, and bracket this, A. 40 teams start, one left standing. And I'm not going to let you be you. No, this was an accomplishment. No, I understand. That's why, like, Jordan Davis this weekend, why'd you come to Athens win bracket A? That's it. One team left standing, a one-point win last night. Uh, defense is what wins championships. We always talk about it, and we saw that on display last night. So congratulations to our boys. What'd your boy do? Uh, he came off the bench with a quick bucket to kind of get the thing stirred up a little bit. Had a couple of key rebounds late. We oh! Were, we were getting killed on the boards. So he had a, a triple single. <laughs> we were getting killed on the but the team we were playing at size a lot of size and uh finally at the end we got a couple of keyboards there was a big call that and i'll tell you my involvement with the referees in a moment there was a big call late in the game our opponent got called for a moving screen down one gave us the ball back and we had a chance to run the clock out but it was again very nerve-wracking uh, uh, I, f- I found myself, again, I shouldn't be that nervous watching third graders play basketball. This parenting stuff in sports, it ain't easy. Rec league basketball, I, all rec league sports are supposed to end at eighth grade, in my opinion. I played rec league basketball in high school. Like at Hooper Winwick in Lawrenceville, they had high school rec leagues with, it was like everybody who got cut from the basketball team, and I wasn't even close to, I didn't even try out for the basketball team. Um, but you're still playing rec league at like 17, 18, mm-hmm. kind of fun. Here's what I'm going to tell you, too. Semifinal Saturday night, we're down by, I think, eight. Nice comeback win that game. Last night, we're down by seven at the half. You know what you found? A lot of grit, a lot of determination. Those boys kept fighting and fighting and fighting till they were holding up the trophy at the end. Now, again, my moment with the referee is not my finest. I hate those parents who get involved in the game until finally a ref looked at me and said, you got to pipe down. There was a lot of missed walking calls that to these eyes were not being called. It's third grade basketball it was it's not supposed to be uh pan am games i understand i'm again it was not my finest not moment. an international stage not my not my finest moment can i ask you to be I'll be serious here yeah. did you did you get a little like for, for real or are you just kind of funning he looked at me and there were a few of us who were like trying to help the officials so i think call he, both ways something like that a little bit there was mm. again i know what a travel call looks like with my eyes yeah so them. does he but he's saying kids nine i'm gonna let it go but he was calling him on the other side and like, who's going on the other side? All That's right. all I'm saying. I didn't see the even calls from the. But you know what, Chuck? Here's the joy. traveling and palming the ball. That's just kind of what you got to do when if you're I, if I in a nine or ten year old game. What, what does a champion do? You overcome stuff. You overcome officiating yes. sometimes. You overcome poor shooting sometimes. You got to overcome, and that's what this this little river liver, little river team did. All they right, overcame. Good. Fantastic. Very impressed. I'm very They're happy. champions. Title Town. It continues today. Your son is one of those mfers. He is. That's his second championship. All right. Got a football championship. Now he's got a basketball championship. And uh, big night celebrated with chicken fingers last night. <laughs> That's how you do it at that age. All the champs do. Uh, news from John Heyman. Was it Hyman? Who says sources uh, say the low-revenue Tampa Bay Rays made superstar Freddie Freeman an offer before the lockout. He writes, the Yankees very interested. Jays, Dodgers, and others could fit. He finishes by writing, it's a surprise. The Braves didn't lock him up before the lockout. They remain in mix. Thank you, John. Braves remain in mix. Now, I could have made Freddie Freeman an offer. I want to see what the low-revenue Tampa Bay Rays made. Like, that could have been one of those Freddie. This is what Alex would do at times. If you don't find market uh, a market you like, we're going to give you a one-year $30 million deal. You reset next year. I'm going to go on a limb and say the the low-revenue Rays did not offer five or six years at $30-plus million a year. I don't know much. 
But I'm going to go on that limb and say that much. So. No, because even when, even when the Rays are good, they don't spend. No, even when like no, let me take that back. No, that's wrong. Even when the Rays are really good, like going to a World Series, sort of good, like two years ago, they're not expensive because they have plenty of talent. But everybody, they don't let them mature and then pay them there. It's that's 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 would be really surprising because I bet you that would be. Hell, 40% of their payroll? Yeah, like I said, maybe they offer them a one-year something. Uh, the baseball labor negotiations continued yesterday. The two sides met for hour and 40 minutes. I don't want to bore you guys by telling you both sides of what they're saying about each other because we're at a point now where they can't even agree on where they were before the meeting yesterday. Major League Baseball side said the Players Association were going to come in with this offer, and they changed it. The Players Association is saying, no, MLB's lying to you. So it's just once they actually can start uh, closing the gap on some of this stuff, then we'll start getting into the details. um, Now, one thing that we have been pretty consistent about on the show, and we did get right, until they started talking the CBT, until they got to the competitive balance tax, all the other stuff was fine to talk about and it needed to get through, but that was the one thing that was going to hold it up, and that's what they are still miles apart on every everything else has either been resolved or they're at least getting closer and they're within shouting distance the arbitration pre excuse me pre-arbitration pool for instance uh but the cbt is it's not close i say they're actually further apart yeah, they're nowhere close because i and again i'm not siding with the owners here my understanding is the players have actually made a proposal that has taken back some of if what you, was offered? But it depends on what you believe. I don't care to yeah. either choose a side and believe either side. Just, now, I got good news for Braves fans. Here's good which, news. But is there right? Oh, we offered this and you turned it down? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's off the table now. Uh, if you want to relive some of the Braves' championship run, did you see who's showing up at the cinema or the Spring Cinema and Tap House? Our buddy Ben Ingram, the voice of the Braves. Oh, yeah. From the mm-hmm. Braves Radio Network coming up Wednesday, March 9th from 7 to 9. We'll be doing a, a viewing of the Braves' triumphant run through the playoffs in a World Series. The event is free. Then Ben's going to host a Q&A after the viewing. This is very cool to get a chance to not only hear the sultry tones, but to see the foch of Ben Ingram in person. If you have not been to the Spring Cinnamon Tap House, locally owned, experiences uh, more than just movies. You're talking about heated reclining chairs, live music on the patio if you want to check it out before your movie begins, have dinner with the full kitchen. We were there a couple of weeks back to enjoy uh, Rocky Three, It's a great venue. they got a full bar offering 18 lines of craft beers, over 20 wines, your favorite top-shelf bourbons, tequilas, and Batman-themed cocktails. So uh, go see Ben Ingram Wednesday, March 9th. That's this Wednesday at uh, Springs Cinnamon Tap House. All the information is online at springcinema.com. Um, so here's the latest on uh, paying big-time money to big-time announcers in the NFL. This morning in Peter King's Football Morning in America column, he reported that Kirk Herbstreet will be moving into the Amazon booth on Thursday night. The plan for Amazon, remember, was Troy Aikman didn't happen. Sean McVay, they were going to supposedly talk about $100 million over five years. Sean stayed with the Rams. Then there was a rumor that John Lynch might have been done in San Francisco in the front office, but instead he's going to stay there. So now ESPN has allowed Kirk Herbstreet to not only just do his football stuff on Saturday night for ABC, uh, college game day on Saturday morning, but he moves into the booth on Thursday night with a yet-to-be-named play-by-play announcer uh, to give you the Thursday night package. Uh, That's fine for me. Uh, I will say that mostly what an announcing team does for me is it's 
I am reminded, oh, they're in the booth. Must be a big game or must be an event because every Sunday night had become an event. Chris Collinsworth on sale now? Same as Leah, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, if, if because it's all they're all for sale, on sale, all however you no, want to but them. Collinsworth's on sale now. Like his price just went down, didn't it? Uh, why? What do you think? If he's not paired with Michaels? Oh no, I I would think it would be the if I'm his agent going, you can't lose both of us in this booth right now. You gotta well, we, if you're gonna fill Mike Tarico was always gonna take on Michael's spot, but if you were to lose Collinsworth too, now you're really like watering down. If if we're supposed to believe, yeah, I think, I, hold on, we're supposed to believe that play by play and color guys add to the largeness of the game, which I don't. But if we're supposed to believe that Collinsworth is the number one guy on the most popular TV show mm-hmm. in the world, yeah, take him and Al Michaels off, and now you're Mike Tirico and Drew Brees. I, I think they would tell you they think that loses some of the cachet. It, 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 it may. I think that in every pairing, play-by-play and color, there is, there's a different dynamic. I think Al Michaels was the star of this, whereas in a lot, it's Tony Romo or like, Joe Buck ain't the star. Troy Aikman is or was. I don't know, man. Supposed to be. You saw what ESPN might be offering Joe Buck now to come over and join Troy Aikman in the Monday Night Football booth. I think there's some of this that goes together, right? Um, Keith Jackson was the star, not Frank Royals, but it's different for everybody. So let me say it to you this way. You say Al Michaels is a star. If it was Al Michaels and uh, Trent Green in the Sunday Night booth. Not as big. That's what I'm saying. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, or Chris Collinsworth, Mike Tirico, at least you can still have that feel to it. Uh, Troy Aikman's on ESPN now. Uh, Who's who's the guy who does uh, Steve Levy? What do you think about Steve Levy and Troy Aikman? If that ended up being, it doesn't feel the same, does it? That's what I'm saying. So Joe Buck, Troy Aikman together, all of a sudden it feels. Sorry, Steve. I don't know what the difference between, because he may say, like, if you, if you wrote out the words at the end of a broadcast, he and Al Michaels may use the exact same words for three and a half hours. It just seems different coming from Al. Hi, Dan Matthews. The way I was to understand it, though, was that was part of the Breeze deal, is that eventually he was going to be in the Sunday night booth. I bet eventually. So why not go ahead and do that now? Because him and Tarico is definitely I, – I, I look at Collinsworth a lot the same way that CBS looked at Phil Sims, where they were like, yeah, that's great. You're a name, all this. We can still put you in the studio, and it's just fine. I think, you I think they could do the same thing with Collins. You could do that with any of these guys. That's what I – these networks, and I don't know – I heard John Skipper talking about this, the former ESPN president. Somewhere along the way, execs convinced themselves that this matters to the product, and it's, it's hilarious to think that you're going to pay Trey Aikman $19 million, Tony Romo $18 million, Who's the other one that's uh, just got $17 million and Al Michaels is also going down that path? Good for these guys. It's great for our industry, but it's laughable to think oh. that has an impact on anything to do with the game. No, and you laugh, and I had said years ago that there's eventually going to be an executive that says, well, players know the game. Let's just have players do the play-by-play and everything of the such. And luckily so, Turner tried that with the players-only nights yeah, for the NBA, that. and it was awful. It yeah, was that's awful. It was terrible. So if nothing else, that's at least provided a little bit of job security. But you went all the way to the player. Like, I'm talking about seasoned guys. But if that's you, what I'm saying. Is, if I is, said to you, Ian Eagles doing Sunday night football, who cares? Eh. I, I like Ian Eagle personally, but it's not going to be, you know, somebody saying, oh, hey, I got to watch what I would Bengals say you, and Jaguars because Ian Eagle is on the call. No, no, I would agree. But a Sunday night football game is not going to gain or lose one viewer because Al Michaels isn't on the game. I, you can never prove to me that it. you can quantify it by saying it hurts the viewership or it helps the viewership because Tony Romo's on CBS. I don't buy it. It's definitely become the better of the primetime games because by the time you get to Monday night, unless it's just an absolutely dynamic matchup, you're kind of footballed out for the weekend. Like you're kind of like, all right, let's go ahead and get to the next week. Whereas Sunday night, it's there. You've already been watching all day. So you're like, nah, stick around for one more. I uh, dove into some of the UFC on Saturday night as I try to broaden my horizons mm-hmm. to watch Colby uh, Colby Covington take apart uh, Jorge Masvidal. 
Um, here's what I like about the UFC. It's got enough of the wrestling. I don't mean the real wrestling because Covington's got a wrestling background. Do you know the backstory of Masvidal and, and mm. Colby Covington? No. So they were used, they were best of friends, uh, sparring partners, just like you know amigos to the end. And uh, somewhere along the way, they had a falling out. So that was some of the backstory to them getting in the ring before the fight. Covington calls Ma, uh, Masvidal a deadbeat father. And Is Mas, that accurate? I don't know, but Masvidal didn't fight back. Then Masvidal said uh, Covington had had herpes. Mm. He didn't fight back. Okay, some of this needs to be true. I, neither guy fought. Like, like, it was a lie. They both just kind of accepted it and moved on. It's promotion. You're show. a bad father. Yeah, well, you got crotch critters. So then they get in the octagon. O- octagon, right? Yes. Sure, yeah. yeah. And uh, No, this one had seven sides. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was in Vegas, which, God, made me miss Vegas. Anywho. Uh, if only there were an event coming up. What could that be? Mm, go ahead. Anywho. Uh Masvidal had maybe a couple of really good shots in this fight. The rest of it was was Covington just kind of laying on him because he's he got the superior you know wrestling background and he just wore him out. I was hoping for more because of the. Did he point him to the victory? Because that's what wrestlers will do sometimes. You just point the guy. No, this was there were okay. So Masvidal hits him with two good shots. I think in the fifth round. But he had nothing else he could follow it up with because he had been laid on for four and a half rounds, and there was nothing he could do to add anything to the fight. So it was a pretty one-sided affair, but there was enough value. What did you open the wallet for? I didn't pay it all for it. I went to another guy's house to watch it. Oh, okay. All right. But I might get more into it now. I was just wondering where my invite was, but apparently they weren't uh, going around. Listen, next time around, Charles, next time around. It's time for Guy Talk. Brought to you by Georgia Natural Gas. Stay warm and pay less. Switch to GNG and save immediately with $100 off your first bill. That's it. GNG.com slash 100 now. That will get you $100 off your first bill when you make the switch to Georgia Natural Gas. No Just service be sure to enter the code Atlanta. not true. It's 100 now. You get no service interruptions. You don't have to wait on hold. You don't have to do anything except make the switch to a great local company. GNG.com slash 100 now. Uh, on the radio station yesterday, we carried clean, old-fashioned baseball hate from Cool Ray Field with Georgia Tech and Georgia doing baseball battle at 2 o'clock. Uh, Brian Joseph. Brian Joseph. Jesus. Brandon Joseph was calling the game. Brian Joseph, better known as Brandon, his given name. He Go was calling the game. Reporter Brandon Jones. Uh, Brandon, <laughs> J- <laughs> Brandon Joseph. I have the hardest name in the building, apparently. Brian Joseph and Brandon Jones. No, Brandon Joseph was in the booth with Chris Mooneyham. They had the action. And there were a couple of key moments in the game. I want to I let you hear one. Brandon Joseph's on the call. Uh, this is a great call of a home run. Take a listen. C3 Sabathia announced his intentions to come to Georgia Tech next year. CC Sabathia's son, Carlston Charles Sabathia III. As Collins oh. hits that one back to center field. Back. Back where? Back. Still going? Hold on. The suspense is killing me. Is the ball out or not? Um, it's too high. Corey Collins goes yard <laughs> on Logan McGuire. I chose the wrong time to let you, you have play by play. I'm the action guy. I told you. This is unbelievable. Yeah. All the action runs through me. I just got jealous a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you. In mid home run call of Brian Jones or Brandon Joseph, whatever you want to call him, Brandon Jacobs. The signal does what our signal sometimes can do, and uh, kerflui. So uh, the signal is failing. So that call it lost to time forever. I, I, nobody I, heard it. Well, nobody heard it live, but because we are such a technologically sound radio station, there's always a plan B, Chuck. 
We have dug up the odds because I felt bad for Brian Jones or Brandon Joseph. Go down to our sideline reporter, Brandon Jones. Uh, Brandon Brandon Joseph. So we wanted to actually let people who were in the car yesterday wondering what the actual home run call sounded like. Here is what you missed. Take a listen. As Collins hits that one back to center field, back to the wall, to the track, and like the hair on Brian Hoyt's ass, that ball's gone. Corey Collins goes yard on Logan McGuire. I chose the wrong time to let you, you have did. the play-by-play. So maybe it was better that we we lost it. That was your call, huh? Yeah, you know, you got to be flashy. It's a little racy for a college game, I Again, think. Again, y'all just talked about how bland Steve Levy is. Right. No, you're that trying to it. make that weekend top ten, right, ESPN? Yeah. That was a memorable, uh, memorable call, Brian Jones. That was very good. So was that the only time it happened yesterday, or did we have some other technical A couple stuff? more times. How is that possible? In the middle of a game, we lose the broadcast over and over. Oh, yeah, I remember. It's because it's us. So there were some other moments that were lost, Chuck, that we wanted to give the audience a chance to hear Brian Jones's calls. As Collins hits oh. that one back to center field, back to the wall, to the track. Is it? Could it? Yes, and like your first time, it goes out quicker than you realize. Home run. Corey Corey racing goes yard on Logan McGuire. Did anything racy. I say, was that inaccurate? I understand, but you're doing a college game that's a little... College kids can relate to that. I'm relatable. Thankfully, on a Sunday afternoon drive with mom and dad in the car, the kids are in the backseat. They missed that because the signal didn't want to cooperate. Is there one more of the... This happened three different times in the game. Same guy. Dude, I've, maybe Mooneyham was... was Pulling the cord on you. Probably. As Collins oh. hits that one back to center field, back, back to the wall, to the track. He hit the f out of that one. Home run. Man alive, Brendan. That ball got out in a hurry. A line <laughs> drive. I looked up, saw the contact, and watch it was watching it carry. Went back down to my Look at Mooney trying to support you when you're working blue in the middle of your call. Well, the third time is the charm. I guess so. So again, this is nothing new for this radio station. We have had many a time in our past. Where be it a talk show, an event, we'll just be doing the show, and before you know it, you're told you're not on the air right now. So sometimes the talent has to try to guess what's going on. Adam Gillespie is our head engineer, Chuck. Hey, hey. He's the H-E. I just ate that talent all. <laughs> Any issues? Go to the H-E. The H-E, you ate the Tylenol. Just get a sound check. Just say go dogs. Huh? Go Gators? <laughs> all right, Mullen. That, yeah, great idea. What a classy guy. So here's Adam Gillespie. This is way back in the day when, remember old John Kincaid? He used to be here. Gillespie didn't have a mic up for one of John's guests, and it played out on the air. Jay Feely of CBS joining us here on Buck and Kincaid. How are you, Jay? Wait a minute. we got to turn you up. I don't know which one you got to turn up here. Where is Adam? Let me see. Which one do you have to turn up? How about Jay? Try it again. That says try it again. It wasn't that one. Let's try another one. Let's try it. We're trying. We're gonna. Oh. We're gonna try them all. Try the back of the unit, John. The back of the unit. Flip it up. I have no idea. Try it now, Jay. Say hi. I think I'm there on. He is. There he's we on. go. All right. Jay Feely's on. See, we engineer. We do it all. Where was Gillespie? Do we have any uh, some intel on where he was at the time? If I take my shirt off, will you take a picture of me? He has one job. Supposed to be there. Help you get an interview. Well, that would help you. The interview walks over. All you have to do is turn a knob or two yep. in one direction, and there was no Adam Gillespie to be found. Hey, hey. But this isn't the first or only time it's ever happened with the HE, the head engineer, Adam Gillespie, because the aforementioned Chris Mooneyham was with Chris Domino, and there was more mic issues. Do you really sound like that in your house? Sitting around the dinner table, do you ask for the potatoes to be passed? Is that your real voice? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not even... 
Well, yeah, you're not even on the air. Oh, oh well. Uh, he said absolutely. But I guess they didn't know that I was going to actually ask you a question. So that's my fault. Now, Chuck. Say something? Yeah. You're about to say something about something. Uh, Mooney Cat, and we'll be able to hear him again in just a second when Adam is back from eating hey, cookies. Hey, hey, idiot boy. Put my mic on! This is SEC Media Days 2018. <laughs> Gus on just sat down. And we couldn't record him. Why? Because Adam was eating cookies. Hi, everybody. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's over. The moment is gone. Uh, that H-E-B. was true. That was true. That's how the HE became the HE, the head engineer, Adam Gillespie. I've got more incest than you do. He's able to juggle many different balls in the air. You got that belt, Adam. He wasn't done, though. Remember when our old morning show, The Front Row, trying to get the show off the ground, 6 o'clock on a, a Monday morning, and Gillespie was right there to solve a problem. I don't see anybody in here except for us right now. I'm not sure they're open yet. Maybe that's the issue. It's a full bar. Sandra, get behind the bar immediately. Yeah, just make it happen. The Bloody Marys. Of course I went back and was chatting with everybody. Am I on? I went back and had to see what was going on back there in the kitchen. Okay. So we have a technical We're going to work issues. it out. Yeah. It wouldn't be a uh, it wouldn't be a, a live broadcast. We didn't have some funkiness going on. Mr. Finneran, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. No worries over here, brother. Man. <laughs> Lots to get to over the course of the morning. Here from Matt Ryan coming up in a few minutes. Also later uh, this morning, talk some Georgia Tech football with Sean Bedford, um, who is a really smart dude. Also on the color broadcast. Oh. Uh, Okay. Oh, no. uh, you know what we're going to do here? Oh. We're, uh, oh. What? Check, check, check yourself <laughs> before I wreck yourself. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> the HE, Adam Gillespie, in charge of everything, making sure, again, it's a smooth operation. But there's one more, right? Here's one more. Again, the old morning show, The Front Row. Head engineer Adam Gillespie is on the case in the morning, making sure everything is running smooth. Are we ready to chat with uh, our buddies here? And uh, joining us now, the president of the Atlanta Braves and our boss. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we going to Chuck Smith first? Oh, no. Chuck yes. Smith first. Always first. Don't make Chuck wait. Crazy. You're going to tell me you have the president of the Braves and Chuck Smith gets precedent? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Chuck Smith. And he joins us this morning. Chuck, how you doing, brother? Good morning. Oh, no. How are you? <laughs> oh. oh, God. I think we have a problem. Oh, God. Are we at a delay here? Oh, yes. Is that what's going on? <laughs> hey, Chuck. Hey, what's going on, guys? There you go. How you go. doing, big man? So as long as the HE's in charge when the head engineer is here. I don't think he made it through the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> There it is. Yes, Dan Matthews. Now, in fairness, I mean, is it necessarily Adam's fault for preparation for the show? I mean, you know. Most times it's Adam's fault. Okay. Like yesterday, I mean, BJ's in the middle of a call. Brian Jones is giving you a home run call, and there's something's going on. Uh, Brian Joseph. Brian Joseph. Jesus. Brandon Joseph was calling the game. Brian Jones pulled the red cord, or Adam Gillespie did. Next thing you know, they're going. Way to hey, go, Bryce hey. Johnson. That's it. All right. That wasn't much of a good day, but coming up next, this was a good day for Magic Oprah and Peter Pan. We'll tell you why next. Get me on the court and I'm trouble. 
Last week messed around and got a triple-double. Freaking brothers like I'm MJ. I can't believe today was a good day. That was a good day. It was a good day. Chuck and Chernoff on the fan like this day in 1908. When the Cincinnati mayor, Mark Breeth, stood before city council and announced that women are not physically fit to operate automobiles. Times have changed, boys. Times have changed. Did uh, Major League Baseball commissioner suspend him? (laughs) No. He didn't want to stand up in front of anybody and bumble all over himself. It's true. In 1955, Chuck's favorite musical, Peter Pan, starring Mary Martin, premiered on NBC as part of the Producers Showcase series. The show attracted a record, this is at the time, 65 million viewers to watch Peter Pan on NBC. And one much competing with it. Two other networks, that's about it. Uh, three. Was it the uh, Dumont Network? Was oh, the, uh... sorry. How could I forget Dumont? Telemundo. Was this the one with the uh, female as Peter Pan, though? Mary Martin. Was that the giveaway? Sorry. <laughs> yes. You got that did, one did right. that. Did that cause any stir or anything? No, I don't think anybody work? asked any questions back then. They just went with it. That was life back then. Just go with it. Everybody was happier. There was no social media for people to be a stir at that point. Uh, 1972. The song, The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face by Roberta Flack. Yet another addition to what I say, the 70s had the most depressing music of any decade of all time. The suicide rate had to be through the roof in the 70s, didn't it? You made me want to kill myself. Now, it would go on to win Billboard Song of the Year in 1972. I mean, listen to this. How could you possibly think this is a... She recorded other... Songs that were a little more upbeat than this. I would hope. Could it be any less upbeat than this? See, this is when you were coming down, though. I wanted to be in the car and put the garage down and sleepy. Most of the music from the 70s, it was get high, have sex, boom, you're done. What about this one? This killed the mood a little. All right. Ambient sex. (laughs) 1975, maybe this is one of those uh, songs because RCA Records released David Bowie's ninth studio album called Young Americans. You know who's singing back up here? His first paid job in the music industry. Stevie Wonder. Luther Vandross. Oh, there you go. That's that's him. The song peaked at number two on the Billboard charts. Upon its release, Young Americans, very successful in the States. It would go on not only to be number two on the charts, but also top ten in Billboard's top LPs and tape chart, with the single Fame becoming Bowie's first number one hit. However, it received mixed reviews from critics. Bowie himself had mixed feelings about the album throughout his lifetime. Biographers, though, have considered it one of the more influential records, not only of his career, but of that his, time. His whole life was mixed feelings. I mean, that's kind of Bowie's thing. So, again, the age always... What's like, going on in there? I don't know. Yeah, the age always tells you when you hear something. The first time I heard this song was on an episode of uh, Beverly Hills 90210 in, like, 1990. They used this song. I'm like, oh, it's a good song. Is this new? Yeah, it's David Bowie from yeah. 15 years earlier. Uh, in 1988, Howard Stern hosted his first pay-per-view event called Underpants and Negligee Party. Now, these pay-per-view events used to do okay. They were a little racy for the time, but I think they would charge something like 50 bucks to have people watch and Howard. What would happen? Um, for the time, it was a little racy. They'd have women on set doing different things in the underwear and the negligees. Oh, some of what he would do on his radio program. Just a but little it bit was... more extreme. Yeah. Uh, in 1993, Different Strokes actor Todd Bridges was arrested for stabbing a tenant at one of his apartment complexes. And that Willis could not stay out of trouble. It was one thing after another. He's got a jacket, I believe is the industry term. Um, he's got a long list of charges, but 
He also was the very first person anybody heard talking about the police in Los Angeles and how they treated black people. He was the very first person saying it's all bull spit. I'll tell you this, too. He's the surviving drumming kid. Yes, he is. From that I'm, show. Yep. I'm not saying that's a victory lap you want to take and, like, you know, dance on Dana Plato's grave or Gary Coleman's. I'm just Tell saying. Me was, I wouldn't have bet on that one years ago. Okay. What was the spinoff from there? Facts of Life. Oh, yep. Mrs. Right. Garrett was the housekeeper right. then went on to the yes. den mother for all the girls. Uh, 1996, Magic Johnson became the second player in NBA history to rack up 10,000 career assists. We won't talk about the 40-point games, but the all right. 10, all right. 10,000 career assists for Irvin Magic Johnson. Uh, I have it on the DVR, the Adam McKay HBO vehicle that debuted last night. All about the 80s Lakers, Jerry Buss, Magic oh, Johnson. Showtime. Yeah, I want to watch it? that one. It's winning time is what it's I haven't watched it yet. It's on the DVR. I was too busy watching a championship last night, Chuck. You see, I didn't get home in time. I'll give you a review tomorrow on it, though, if you'd like. Uh, in 2011, Charlie Sheen was fired from the CBS sitcom Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men at the time was on CBS for 12 seasons, 03 to 15. Originally, the show starred Sheen and John Cryer. That is until Sheen and show creator Chuck Lorre had a major blow-up. Do you want to take a gander? Anybody a guess on what Charlie Sheen was making okay. per episode? Uh, this came to a head. I remember he came to Atlanta, I think it was April of 2011, when he was on that revenge tour. It was the winning tour, right. And Torpedoes, he, he was tri- making like a million, million and a half an episode, and he found things to bitch about. $1.8 million per episode. Now, he wasn't clearly in the right frame of mind. He was right- whacked out of his mind on coke. Uh, among other things. Wasn't it? What was the blood? Was it uh, tiger blood? Tiger, tiger blood. blood. Yes. And Adonis With, uh, DNA. Titanium yeah. spine. Uh, Adonis DNA. That's, yeah. That was his thing. Uh, 2016. Peyton Manning announced his retirement from the Broncos and the National Football League after 18 seasons. To give you a little context on this, Tom Brady played another six years after Peyton decided he was done in his career. Not like another six years, like till he was 45. And Peyton was so gassed and finished and done at his age, he couldn't do it anymore. Brady had like three lifetimes since the age of 39. In 2021, Oprah Winfrey interviewed Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. It was filmed in Santa Barbara. The interview came the year after Prince Harry and Meghan announced their decision to step down as working members of the British royal family. The interview discussed their courtship, their wedding. Now, I don't remember seeing any of this or even the highlights because I don't understand this like fascination people have with the uh, British royalty. Agreed. But I was alone. 17 million people tuned in to watch Oprah's interview on CBS with uh, Harry and Meghan. The uh, interview also was nominated for a 2021 Television Critics uh, Critics Award, a Primetime Emmy, and multiple other awards as well. Why did they ditch England? I I didn't see the interview. No, but they're the couple that they're in California now, right? I don't don't know. So she talked about... uh, Suicidal thoughts, mental health struggles, shared sense of abandonment in terms of emotional and financial support. I, I don't know. Pressure don't, of being a princess. I, I'm sure there is some, right? No, I mean, I'm, I'm not mocking that. I'm yeah. saying that's what it is. Pressure of being a princess. I don't know. She wants I, out. I do know this, Chuck. It's okay. been one day since anybody around. That doesn't count. You mean my kid won a championship? Ah, hell, count it. He's got a trophy. Since anybody won a championship. This is ruined a perfectly good day. I just washed my car. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina... 
Wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.